my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. <laughs> Hi, as always, I'm your co-host, Brian. And joining us, as always, even though we told him not to, because he's not feeling well, is your co-host, Jim. I'm so fucking high on Robotussin. <laughs> I, I told you, man, you could... If you, okay. If you, if you feel... If, sorry. I can no. feel my hair grow. This if, is great. I'm in space. Literal <laughs> space. If, if you're feeling too run down, you can bail at any time. Just FYI. Yeah. Also, I was not expecting that. That was amazing. <laughs> also joining us is your co-host, Hunter. Yeah, I'm the giggler over here. What's up, everybody? <laughs> And joining us is your co-host, Spaz, as always. Brought to you by Early Access. I would like to pre-order this show. (laughs) Can we alpha fund this show? (laughs) So, hey, hey, folks. How long have we been doing this? This is like Uh, eight years that this show's been in alpha. And (laughs) not use anytime soon. We've We've been in alpha as long as Star Citizen. No, when, longer, we, we, when we brought in Spaz, we tur- we got into beta, so we're now in beta, and uh, well, beta access is open. There's 120 thousand people queued up to get in. What is that game? It's doing that right now. Dauntless. Is that- Dauntless. Dauntless. Yeah, it, it worked today though. Like no queue, no nothing. So they must have turned the knob and like got more like or something. more like more like lameness. But you know, whatever. Maybe everybody just gave up. I don't know. It's maybe boring. Every, maybe everyone, yeah, maybe really every, boring. maybe everyone realized what you realized, and uh, but they got in before you did, so they realized, um, yeah, you know, they realized it's, it's boring. It's, got out. It is. It is boring. I'm surprised at how boring it is, because wow. you know you have a game about beating up monsters with a sword. It shouldn't be boring, but it is. Well, they're in, to kind of bring it back, they're in early access, right? This is like an alpha open beta? Is it an open? Is yeah, it was an open beta. Well, that's the thing. It was like, to get into it before, it was $80. Whoa. To have more buggy boredom. Yeah, and so I feel for everybody oh, that I paid for those because people. they fell for the hype. Oh, man. Well, and then that was the other thing, too, is it was like Twitch streamer weekend, where it was like all the Twitch streamers were trying to play it, and... Yeah. It okay. Was so massive hype, hype, hype. So sp- talking about hype culture, right? If you go to Twitch TV slash Bethesda <clears throat> right now, oh, oh, aren't they there are eighty nine thousand four hundred and twenty four people sitting there spamming the chat while "Please stand by" is on the screen, and this has been going on for. Some hours. I just wonder if it's oh, going to yeah. be the we're we're recording this on May 29th, twenty eighteen, folks. By the way, and apparently uh, Bethesda, as of today, is announcing something probably Fallout related, and a lot of people yeah. think it's going to be fall like some kind of anniversary edition of Fallout Three, like they did with Skyrim. Uh, if it is a Fallout it's, Three it's anniversary Fallout edition, on the Switch. I will laugh. Oh. oh, oh, they could do that too. <laughs> Fallout on they the Switch. They could do that too. Oh man! But they should go back I'm to so Fallout on. Three on the Switch, and then they can do uh, New was, Vegas, and then was, Four. I think I, I saw a thing on New Vegas. I think I saw a thing on Twitter where it was like, "How many times will Skyrim be announced at E3 this year? One, two, five. <laughs> oh yeah! Did you see the? Did you see the funny thing? It was like. 
at E3, we're announcing the new PlayStation 24, and guess what? We've got Skyrim. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've hey, got hey, nothing else. Hey, I love Skyrim. I've put more hours into that than a lot of other games, but geez. Yeah, do you love it that much? I don't know, I mean, man. Really? I don't know. I don't I don't feel like I need to run out and get a switch for it. <laughs> Here's a question for you. It's not like I can go from playing on my PC to playing on my Switch and it's the same save file, is it? Oh, that that would be amazing. No, I'm sure it isn't. But that'd be amazing if they let you do that. Yeah, like, plus you, you don't get your mods and all that stuff, so it's like, like there is nowhere but the PC to play that for me. Well, doesn't the enhanced I mean, edition on the console have mods now? Well, it might have the their mod thing. Oh yeah, that'll be it. This this will all be this will be ninety thousand people in the hype chamber to hear about new stuff about the creator club. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, someone keep an eye on that and tell us what it is if they announce it. It's supposed to happen like nowish, and oh, so I that tear that, my eyes. That that would be really fun. That would be Jim, really funny. Please stand by. Oh, I'm standing. <laughs> I'm standing fully erect for this hype. <laughs> I was standing by I'm any so further. I'm so ready. I'm so standing. Standing so hard. <laughs> and I'm buying so hard. No, I mean. Yeah, I'm standing by is really nervous. I, anyway. I, I, I just want more Elder Scrolls. Can they just do that, please? I'm just tired of Fallouts. Can they just do Elder Scrolls? Another Elder Scrolls, well, I mean, not Skyrim. Well, not Skyrim. You know, honestly, they've been doing they've been doing the Elder Scrolls thing though for quite a while. I think it's Fallout mm. that hasn't received a lot of attention. I mean, all, mm. all things considered. I mean, you look mm. at uh, they did they did Skyrim, and then they did a whole Elder Scrolls Online for a while, and then they finally still released doing it, Fallout yeah. Four. Mm. But it's like, but it's like you keep hearing more about the. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online stuff than you do anything with Fallout 4. Hell, they haven't even revisited New Vegas, which would well, be a nice thing to, to see. Wasn't Fallout 4 not very good? I, I, no, it's I didn't very think good. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. I heard from so many people that it was it's just, just not necessarily... Well, it's it's not necessarily an RPG. It's, it's not an necessarily... Game. It's not necessarily an original unless you count the base building thing, but you already had that kind of experience in Skyrim. So it's not that it was like a bad game. It just like wasn't really that new. Well, that and people are like, no, this is Skyrim light because it's like your dialogue choices don't really matter. It's like, well, here's four options and they all go the same place, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So, so it's like the RPG part is not there, but it's a really cool, like if it was, if it was, doom set in the fallout universe right then yeah that's kind of what it is and i'm all right with that that's fine it is what it is now getting back to our topic of early access uh early access for you youngins in the audience isn't exactly a new thing but for a long time it wasn't called early access like back in the day like if you were really into a game you might be able to buy into a uh they might have an open beta like Dauntless is having, or you might or, be able to, you might be able to buy like a select alpha. beta. Like Ooh, you sign yes. up, and they're like, they're like, oh, we're only going to select you know a hundred thousand people yeah. being on this, and if you get lucky on the lottery, yes, yeah, a closed, well, that's beta, a closed I believe, beta. I believe they call that. Um, 
Well, I, I mean, that's that's the ones that I knew more than anything. I, I don't yeah. think open betas were as common as they are no, now. No, they are not. No, it was well, for a long I time. Think, I think what's new is the concept of we can get you morons to pay us more <laughs> than the retail price of the game to beta test it for us. Well, it becomes part of their 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 model for funding for the game, and that's and that's where it's and it's an interesting diversion because with the whole idea of the concept of the Kickstarter thing kind of came into play. I mean, it wasn't like the the pay to get in on it as part of our funding model wasn't anything necessarily new. We've we've actually had that for a long time. It's just more prevalent now, especially with like the crowdsourcing of Kickstarter and stuff like that, that has really come along and become way more mainstream than it used to be. Shameless. It's become more shameless. Yeah. There's that's a, that's a way of looking at it because in a lot of ways, um, the, the viewing, cause you know, cause the hype chain is real with the, the more connectivity and the more people than ever before playing video games, you get people who get on this idea of, I can buy the game before it actually releases and play it. And this is great, but it's just like, Oh man, that game sucks. Don't buy it. Well, well, they're not even done with it yet. Like you bought into like helping them test it out and give feedback, but you only want to buy it and play it just so that you can play it. Because, not really because you really care. Sorry. I'm loud there on YouTube guys. Yeah. No, it's like I- some people early access means, Oh, I'm going to play the game before everybody else. And that's a problem. period. Yeah, because and that's a, and that's a, that's more of a problem. We've talked about this, I think, before. That's more of a problem on Steam than I think any other platform. Oh, I and agree. It's, it's a it's a it's a defining your terms here because when you think of early access, in my mind, whenever I used to think of early access, it used to be like the game ships on Thursday. We're going to let you buy it and play it on Monday if you pay like the extra five bucks or whatever. Oh, that's quaint. Yeah, that way back in the day, that's kind of how it used to be. Like, you want to buy that's in exactly and exactly how it used to be. And get it a couple days early. <laughs> early access. Since early access. Or, or it used right. to be that uh, you get into a closed beta test before the official launch, which is what I ended up doing with, right. uh, with the first Space Pirates and Zombies. I was actually a closed beta tester on that. So I have achievements yep. that were unlocked uh, three or four days before it actually went live for everyone else. Yeah, yes. it's, I know. I remember the same thing happened with uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic too. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's an interesting. Th- here's an, here's a question. Do you think because of early access now that being in those closed betas has lost whatever? Like back in the day, it felt special, you know, to be in a to be in a beta like that. Does it still feel special? You think if if it if it's a closed beta, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think that's lost anything because no. of all the other early me, access games? To me, it seems like you get access closed beta, whatever. If you're part of the hype machine, right? Like if you're a Twitch streamer, you get in. Not necessarily yeah, though. Public, uh, you can just be a big fan, not or ne- you could be. Not necessarily. There's there's um there's some of those very niche type games that have very specific closed betas. Yeah, yeah, like, like um, they're not on Steam, they're not on GOG, they're not on they're they're like, you know, their own website. You actually have to find them. You have to sign up on their website. They'll oh, send yeah. you an email. Right. That kind of a thing. This isn't this like I'm not even talking about like the like the pubby common gamer kind right. of mentality or the oh, which, no, you, like we're talking yeah. about the games the games that are more behind closed doors that you have to deliberately have to go and find. 
Like those ones, I think are are cooler and more special. Yeah, like you, there's they have a humble widget on their site. You pay them twenty dollars via the widget, and you get access. They're not on Steam or anything yet, but uh, right. Or or you get a Steam key to the a beta. closed beta, yeah, yeah, which is which is not the same uh, APK as what ends up on the main right. page. Correct. Like deep, Correct. like it's deep like, rock it's, collection. It's still and it's still hidden, right? Because some of those are still hidden. Like they don't show up in the Correct. store or anything. Yeah. Like that. So, so those kinds of things I think are really cool and really niche and really fun. But when it comes to like the big, uh, like free, it's like free to play early access or it'll be free to play. But if you pay for the early access, like you'll get all these special stuff when it goes free to play and it's live. Um, I, I sometimes question though, whether or not the people playing in those are actually like giving good feedback to those that are still developing it, you know? And that was kind of the cool thing. I remember back in the day, especially with MMOs, you'd complete a quest line during a beta and then there'd be like a questionnaire that they'd want you to answer. Oh, nice. Like, do you, do you, do you ever do those fast? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, you know, you're you're actually doing this because they want feedback, not because they just not because you're gonna get like exclusive access, you know, to this like right. super secret thing and Yeah, it's not just about playing it before anyone else does. It's because you actually want to make the end product better. You're going in there as a tester, not going in there just to play it early, which is a different mindset entirely. Right. And I think that's where, especially on Steam, the mentality has really shifted. And I think in, in, in effect, in a lot of ways, has really kind of hurt, especially uh, ind- independent developers. Um, now, that's not to, like, kick someone for their, their idea of using that as their funding model. Like, if people want to do that as their funding model, that's on them. I'm just saying change the terminology, you know, is all I'm, is all I'm getting at. Because conceptually when you have something that is in early access, but it's really still in alpha and beta testing, you get people that are reviewing the game in an alpha state. And it's just like, well, do those, those reviews technically count towards a review score? And if you go and individually read the reviews, they'll tell you that it's a, it's an early access review. But if you're not looking at the actual reviews, just at the numbers, you're not going to know that. I really hate that steam does that. I really wish there would be, actually no reviews at all no weighted reviews at all during early access because that makes no now, sense yeah i i would agree with that because what ends up happening is uh, people will have weighted reviews in early access if they bought the game that actually makes sense because they put money down so their 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 feedback should actually count for something now after it goes live that's a different matter because early access reviews are all labeled as early access reviews. So even though people put down money beforehand in most cases, because there are free to play uh, early access as well, that, that kind of skews things once release hits, because then you can look at the, the statistics, you can look at positive to negative review ratios during early access versus after launch. And sometimes those, skew very heavily in one direction yeah personally i think if you got the key for free you don't get to leave a review period because that eliminates the whole like giving out a bunch of free keys to get positive well, yeah reviews. but steam but steam can't well, that's, di- differentiate but can't yeah but steam can't different no i think jim is saying you can't leave a review no, it, at me all is a, me is a, a 
person who goes to the page, right? I look down there and it's like, oh, well, the game is like mostly positive or recently it's like medium mix, whatever. And then I scroll down to the reviews and, uh, you know, they'll have the reviews there that are positive or negative and they, and they put a tag there like, yeah, I got a, I got my key for free or not. I just don't think those should be there. I, I think unless you pulled money out of your pocket, then you don't have a voice. Well, the we interesting not- thing is that people do that. Like they buy on say humble bundle or they buy on green man or another site like that. And then, yeah, they've put down money. They still bought the game. They just didn't buy it directly on Steam. Yeah, I, well, no, yeah. no, no. What he's, what, what I think, what Jim's saying though, are the ones that where it says if they get the review for the the key for free, like right. specifically. And I think I think that's partially true. Uh, I, I but I don't know if necessarily saying that they don't get a voice should matter. I just think that it should be counted in a separate box, like it's. Like you, because know, they have on there right now. They have like all-time reviews and then most recent reviews, and I don't think that helps anybody. Honestly, I think that's really weird because you're not really separating out like what I think is important, which would be like get the early access stuff out there. Only put review scores up post-launch, and if it's, f- yeah. it's for free, say like here's what people who got were given the key for free. Here's what they had to say. So it's like. You can put those in two different categories completely. Now, I was going to say Steam can't differentiate, I don't think, between keys that people got for free and keys that people paid for. They can, though, because they'll say one's a review copy. Yeah, I'll tell you if it's a review. uh, When someone actually leaves a review, there is a checkbox to denote that it was received for free. Right, but people don't have to check If they bought the game on, say, Humble or Green Man... They don't necessarily have to check that box. But they, they don't can, have to check it at all. To. They don't have to check it at right. all. That's yeah, the thing. So, right. so that's, that's the thing. Because I've keys. gotten, when I've gotten keys though for stuff, like in my inventory, it's like, you, you know, this for beta testing. So it's like, it denotes that the key that I put in was for this game for beta testing. That also depends on the, the dev actually setting that as a separate APK for it. Gotcha. See, I'm learning something new. So I guess what they could do is have a separate APK for free keys that were received for like yeah, reviewer keys. That's, that's, that is something you can absolutely reviewer do. Keys? Uh, reviewer keys, side. maybe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can absolutely do that dev side. What it does is that uh, you set that up as a batch of keys that you're, you're making for – you put the tag that you want to put on it, and you can set that as – Identical to what, if it's, say, identical to the release code, but it's a separate APK. You know, say, you're going to have this for X amount of time, and then after a certain time, those keys are going to expire. You can totally do that. Yeah, I'm surprised more people, more devs and whatnot, don't send reviewers keys that will expire. Because we saw that that can happen with Deep Rock Galactic. Um. But or were well, all they key- did was they, they retired that particular APK so that all you could do is go in and access it after they, they did the cutoff. And then you can input your the name that you wanted for uh, uh, the, the Hall of Fame afterward, you know, all the testers uh, list. Uh, and then they made a new APK for the release version. Right. Um, AC Wraith has an interesting... Viewpoint though, he says, like kind of what Hunter was saying, 
uh, separate out all the review scores between like people who got keys and people who paid for it on Steam. That's an interesting angle, I think. It's, it's already weighted, though. I mean, if, if you get the key from another site, whether it's directly from the dev or right. bought from another store, your review can be left, but it has zero weight. It, the, the only ones that have weight are the ones that were actually purchased through Steam or, or uh, if it's free, then redeemed through Steam. Right. So. Yeah. I think that should still stand, though, that unless a game is fully released, I don't think they should be counted as reviews. I think if, if someone wants to leave feedback, make it be feedback yeah, that maybe like, only the developer sees, or maybe it's like a, a community feedback page if you've like bought into it. You know, well, that's he, only for early access feedback, but well, here's the thing with a with a curator page, you can have thumbs up, thumbs down, or informational. You know, I'm 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 surprised they don't give uh, users that kind of third option, especially during early access. Like maybe it's a pre-release informational thing, like pre-release informa- pre-release opinion. You know, but it's not an actual review and. So it doesn't weigh anything, and it's better for feedback, and doesn't actually show up as a review score, and that'd be great. Well, honestly, though, with the way that some people leave reviews, where it has absolutely nothing to do with the game in question, uh, that may not necessarily be as helpful as it sounds. Mm, That's a point. I mean, some people will, will buy one of those asset flip games because they want the cards and then they'll leave a review 10 out of 10, but then leave it as negative. So how helpful is that? (laughs) It's, it's really not. Right. That's true. That's true. I think that's why curators have the informational as opposed to just users having the positive or negative. Yeah, that's probably true. But uh, it, I, th- I think another thing that sucks about early access, speaking of reviews, and this happened with um, Offworld Trading Company, uh, which I was going to use as one of my favorite examples of a positive early access experience, was that they got all the hype and press and early access attention when they released their early access version. But when they actually launched, like 1.0, it was crickets. That that did not help. That is true. So, so what do you do? Do you not release at all in early access and not get that important feedback? I it's, mean, it, like I said, it's part, of, it's part of a process, though, but I think you have to define your terms. Getting the feedback is important, but calling it early access is just asinine. Yeah, I, I also think that early access has blurred what alphas and betas. I, I think it's kind of ruined the language of pre-release. Yes, you know? and that's why that's why I think that Steam needs to add categories for alpha and beta. Like, oh this game yes, is an alpha. This Absolutely, game is an beta. it this has to be clear. Early access. Like, let, yeah, let's like you know, let, let's give early access back. You know. Yeah, I mean, early, I mean, it has to be clearly defined what an alpha is, what a beta is, and then you have to put your game in one of those categories. I totally agree with that. You know? Yeah, I'm with you there. 
Because like because like Space Engineers was technically in alpha for forever, and they themselves just recently said it's now in beta, and they put beta on their own logo. But what does that mean? But like, what is that? <laughs> but I don't know. But like, for them, what does that mean? Still, Steam still qualifies them as early access, but of course, you know they they were in alpha before Steam even launched the early access like oh thing. Oh my god! So <laughs> right. And they're still in early access. Will that game ever be finished? <laughs> um, I, I don't think so. I doubt you're ever going to see a 1.0 because of the track record of that developer. Oh, I, I cannot help but agree with you on that one. Now, what about a game like Star Citizen? Like, that's... They, like... You, bro, do you really want to go here? I'm just saying, <laughs> like, they've, they, they've called their latest alpha 3.0. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, can we address real quick the fact that you can pay them $27,000 and get every ship in the game? Yeah, you know oh, what? And, I'd rather, and then it's a thousand bucks just to view the page? <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. That is, that is ridiculous. That just goes to show you, that just goes to show you how much of a money grab they're trying to go for. Like, guys, mo- some of those ships haven't even been put into the game yet. Like, come on, like you're not even buying JPEGs at this point. <laughs> we would want a ship that's already there, though. I mean, like other people could have that. We want earliest access. Can we we want we want a thought. We're we're paying you for a thought. I like, I want to pay for Chris Roberts' dreams. That's what I want to pay for, like his actual dreams. It's not like last night, last night shoved into a pillow so he can sleep better at night. <laughs> last night, Chris Roberts had a sensational dream about this. You don't get to know what it is until you give us a thousand dollars. Jesus. It's the Scientology. It's so toxic. It's, it's the Scientology of space games at this point. That's really what it is. I hate to say it. Yeah. Well, that, and that's, and that's the, and that's the crazy thing though. Right. Because, and that goes back to our uh, topic of last week. So like, Star Citizen helped to usher in like the new era of the renaissance of space games that we've really so you know fortunate to receive. We've had tons of great ones, we've also had tons of crap, but like we've also mm. you know so it's 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 been a it's been a great mixed bag, right? But at the same time, it itself has morphed and changed from its original pitch, you know, from its original Kickstarter to now is not the same. Yeah, and, like, yeah. You know, I, I I just think that 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 model, you know, people were like, well, if Star Citizen can do it, they can get rich quick and make all this money, and yet they're still they're still asking for people to shell out thousands and thousands of dollars for this stuff, and it's just like that. I don't understand. And, you know uh, how how are you not able to even remotely get a game out that is not broken? I mean, anybody can go out there and find plenty of videos of Star Citizen. I show me one where it's like somebody is consistently streaming like smooth frame rate gameplay that is just awesome to watch. I I can't find them. They're not. They don't exist. Right. And if they do, they've got to be coming from the headquarters on like their super duper computer that like is specced to play just their game. You know. No, there's Sorry. people that have channels out there, and their channel is entirely bought and sold by. You know, and that's what they do. They put up those cool videos that have all the jank edited out 
and they, and they make it like, yeah, here's an adventure me and my friends had. It's so cool. And it's like scripted to the point where it's like face palming cringy. Yeah. yeah, that's you've re- seen that's re- Yeah, that's ridiculous. No, I have. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Like, show me one where it's like real, like a real. You know, I've tried. I recently tried going back to it myself, and it was just like I can't even mm. play this. Like five frames a second. I no. Like yeah, I but your video I cards from last even. year, man. Oh, <laughs> this is Origin all over again. You it's, have to get a whole new computer to well, play the new it's, game. It's Dude, funny you God. mentioned that. I my video card is from 2013. And I bought it with the impression that in 2014, as it said on the Star Citizen would have been released. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that kills me. That slays me, man. I know. And that's and that's the. I think that's really part of the the problem with the high, whole concept of early access, right? Like mm. you're you're, you know that that game is so fundamentally broken. But it's like the lie that the lie you know, like oh, this game's great. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, Mini yeah, Mergle, so it's like sorry, sorry. No, finish your thought. No, let's finish your thought. Well, and that's and that's where we've entered into right now with the whole idea of early access. It's just like you know, some people are using it for legitimate purposes because they want to finish making this game. They might need a little extra funding. It's just like here, help, like play this game, help me build it, pay me money, and like you know, when it's when it's out, you'll just already have it, and this will be fine. Some communities do that well, and, they, and it's great because there's great communication from the developer, and it's open, and it's just great. But then you have, like, others that use it just as a cash grab, right? And then, you know, it's, like, perpetually in alpha and beta. Like, Space Engineers has been perpetually in alpha and beta for I, God knows how long. And I find that to be um, really unfortunate because I'm no longer interested in that game. Like, I, I, I just, I, I'm not. They're Don't not care. doing anything new other than trying to fix what they're what they what's what's wrong with it, and I just can't, I can't. No other you know? games. So, sorry. <laughs> well, I, well, like no, that's a good point. Other games have like been built in the time frame that that game has started and is still right. alpha. There are other, other games, games have started and finished, and that maybe not even finished, but like are further ahead than spent like Imperian or or whatever. With or a couple others, was that? Pulsar, yeah. Pulsar, yeah. Yeah, games like... Pulsar's game, a great example. Yeah, games that are similar to Space Engineers that started after are just f- much further along in their development now. <laughs> be, be, because I think they have a clearer vision. And and um, Minnie Margo brings up an interesting point. Um, she thinks Steam really needs to be more strict about what can be labeled as early access. And that would be nice... But it's not going to happen because Steam isn't strict about right. anything. But well, that's, that, that's kind of the, that's where that kind of came into. Like this is alpha, this is beta, this is you know early access. Well, and that's also the thing that Steam kind of created this problem, and then just washed their hands of it, which is insanely and, frustrating. Yeah. Well, we've also entered into the perpetual patch, right? Like uh-huh. it used to be where you could like get a game and then you'd go to file front or whatever, you'd get a patch, you know, you could get like a patch that like might fix like a minor little thing, but oh, yeah. you know, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't have like, you didn't like leave steam on all day and you come home and you had like 15 games that were updated. You're like, well, why were they updated? Like what for, you know? Cause you have to um, update to stay relevant now. 
Well, yeah, but not, but that's not that's not that's part of it, but that's not all of it. So it's like the whole early access thing. It's like the constantly patching, the constantly changing, the constantly editing, the constantly upgrading to the point where you have something like Stellaris, who has been patched into a completely different game than what I bought. Oh, really? And I find and I yes, and I find that frustrating because I am past my two weeks and two hours. Is there a way for me to get a refund on this? You know what I mean? No. Like, if I, if I, I'm not going to, but like, like only my, if it's severely broken. I mean, you know, if, and I mean unplayable, broken. Right, but like it's the point where it's quite literally not the same game that I bought originally, and I have problems with that, and I have yep. problems with you know the you know and and that's and that's the kind of thing that is like left for like a beta stuff. Like you know, I don't know. Maybe well, maybe I'm going on too long. <laughs> no, but it's the it's a thing, right? Like you go and look at Steam reviews and stuff, and then people will be like, "Well, this game hasn't updated for like a year. The game's dead." Negative review, and it's like, dude, the game came out in 2014, 1.0. It was done. Like a bunch of DLC came out, so don't start giving it negative reviews because they're still not patching like a six year old game. Right, or I mean, some you, shit, right? Like the game dies eventually. Game yeah, you can't support it forever. I mean, you can you can keep it from from dying necessarily by but that seems by making sure there's. Yeah, but that seems fun. to be the signal of like, okay, if if they're continuously patching the game, like, okay, I, I put out like a two byte patch, right? But it just just enough that it bumps the game up into recently updated, and then everybody's like, oh, what's this, right? Because right, but not everything not everything's an MMO though. Right, like that's the kind of thing I expect from like a constantly. No, but that's the culture now. Is like it has to be constantly fiddled with, or it's abandoned. Because we seek negativity, right? It's like, what? Where's my opportunity to say something bad about these developers? It's like, no, they moved on, man. It's like they abandoned the game. No, it was finished. It's not abandoned. They made like two other games since. Like, shut up, go away. <laughs> I- but I, 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 that get that got me to thinking. Like Steam should allow, like developers to mark a game as finished. Maybe that would be help if it was clearly marked. This the developer feels this is done. <laughs> and, but and but you shouldn't have to do that. Like I know you shouldn't a, have as to. A, but as a storefront, like when when Steam, okay, back all the way up because we're just talking about Steam. But we you know because they're the more toxic with this because they're really the only ones that are doing it. I think Ugh. GOG might have some early access stuff on there now. Yeah, they call it they call it yeah, in yeah. development. Yeah, and see that that's great. Like that is great. That that's it's much better. It's much while, better. While while I am not happy that they're putting those visual novels on there, mm. I, I can praise them. I can praise them for using proper verbiage. Agreed. So, Agreed. I think in development is way better than early access. Honestly, just from a language standpoint. Well, Steam should also have an abandoned tag that's a legit abandoned tag. Like, don't be selling me some shit in early access. And then I look at the last update and it was two years ago. It's like, no, no. At some point, early access expires, right? Because there are things that are on there that the developers walked away from. This company's out of business and it's still in early access for sale. And it's like, what? Yeah, I'm I'm still yeah. shocked that some games like Space Base DF9 and um Kinetic Void which have t- 
totally been abandoned. I'm surprised they're still for sale. I, I see people on my friends list buying these games sometimes. I'm like, why? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> well, I think I think someone on, on YouTube presented an interesting thing too, though, is like, you know, unless you get a game on Steam or through a digital distribution front, you're not going to be getting the updates either. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's could be good or bad, right? Like if a game's released and and, and it's functional, like I'm probably not going to even wonder if I need to get a patch. Right. Because it's like back in the day, it was like, oh man, like I got this game, but like when I get to level 13, I notice like there's this glitch in this other thing. It's like, oh yeah, no, no, like there's a patch, go to file front, download the patch and like, it'll fix that. And that's great. Yeah. And usually you'd find out if there's a patch you want to play with somebody and it's like, oh, why do we have different versions? Exactly. Oh, you didn't see the patch? Or or they bought it off the store shelves, like, you know, six months later than you when they, like, started releasing in the stores the updated version on the shelves. Because there was that, the too. Edition. Right, or, yeah, they got the gold edition, exactly. You know, that already had the patches built into it. And that's when you knew. And, you know, I think... I uh, I really missed that. Yeah, I, that, that's my trigger, man, because I got burnt so hard for that. What do you mean? Because I wrote a review one time, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a pretty good game, but you should wait for the wait for the gold edition because it'll have the patch in it and probably the DLC too." Developer just went off on me. It was Andy <laughs> Hollis too? It's true. Though. Well, I, well, it wasn't. I the mean, time. like this. There was the, there's there's something to say for that kind of stuff though. Like you know, when StarCraft came out, you also had the the Brood War, and then you had the. Um, you know, the battle chests that come out later that has everything plus the latest patch. And, but like, that's a, that's a game that hasn't really needed a lot of patching over the years. Right. Like, you know, before they did the uh, HD remake last year, it was kind of like, it was at its final patch for probably six years. I think something like that. Like it hadn't been touched for that long. You know, and that's a game that came out in what? 98. So, or before then maybe. But point is, right. I uh, you know back in back in the day, if you want to talk about early access here for a second, here's the 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 way you got into early access, like way back in the day. We're talking about like early to mid '90s. Was you had to be uh, an actual employed tester for these companies. Oh right? God, like go yeah, into, that's how. You- you know, you'd go into like Sega or you go into like Nintendo and they'd have yeah. like a room where you sat down and you literally, you know, they handed you a a chip. It was like a giant, like without a cartridge case around it. It was just the ROM that was inside of it. And you'd shove that into like a developer console and you'd sit and try and break the game all day looking for the bugs and fill out bug reports and you know, and pe- people back then, like there's there's a whole YouTube documentary like that was uploaded from like an old VHS tape that showcased all this kind of stuff. That's what it was to be like early access. If you want to talk about by definition of early access to today, you know, or the beta testing, that's what it was. And see now, like Windows, you can just you know pump out the latest update and let you know your users find the things and then just patch the update and then patch that update and then patch that update and then <laughs> it's just like this perpetual cycle of always be always be patching you know and so uh 
you know, there's something to be said, and there's a rare quality for finding a game that comes out and it's just great out of the box. Um, yeah, you know, and those are fewer, fewer and far between. It's it's quaint these days when a game just comes out like it wasn't in early access, it just comes out and it's actually good. Like uh, that Icarus game, uh, the Starship, com- the Starship uh, Simulator, Icarus. That game did not have early access. Yeah. It just came out, and it was great. <laughs> right. Well, here's here's an example, and Jim, Jim, uh, I think all of us at this point can probably attest to this. A great game that went from like a three star to a like a nine star would be, uh, uh, what was it the Deathwing? You know, oh hell yeah! That game you know, got excellent. You know, we we you know that was there was a period of time where I'm pretty sure that was an early access, and we played that not too long after it launched, and it was horrible. But it was pretty bad. Kept developers kept working on it, and and you know it's a completely different game now, but for the better, right? Like it, it wasn't like we're you know we're patching this into oblivion and it makes it worse. You know, we're patching this and making it better. And you know it's it's a it's it's a shocker, and that's and that's something that's an example of of seeing something done right where they didn't give up on it, they really cared about it, the passion of it, and they made yeah. they made something from it. But yeah. I mean, really, if you want to go back to early access, though, uh, that's kind of that's not really it. So that was that's unintentional fine. early access on that case. Sure, <laughs> it sure. was like, oh yeah, we hey we made a whole new game out of this framework of a game that everybody bought. Yeah, so, that, that, uh, that should have been early access. Is, is yeah, what? but you know what? Have you played it since it like finally released? I've only played uh, part of the first mission so far, and but it is, does you, feel did, a lot better. Did you play single player or what? Just single player, yeah, just single player. Yeah, single player and, and multiplayer are essentially the same experience, though. Um, but what's really cool about it is whenever you get, they call it the, the like optional missions or whatever, that's actually the same maps as the the other 10 because each one's like an arc um but it randomizes the objectives and stuff and i'm having fun going through it just trying because it's like oh. it'll tell you okay there's five relics hidden here and they're not there it doesn't put like a big flash and arrow like look it's a relic you actually have to find it you got to look at stuff and that leads to taking your time through there a little bit and actually looking at the environment, the environment is just amazing. Like the, the it's so 40 K universe, you know, the, what, what they're doing, it, it yeah. looks the part and a lot of detail and stuff. And it's like, this is really cool. Yeah. So well, I'm really glad that they got that opportunity to make a second pass at well, it. Let me say this about that. So a game that is currently still in early access that we around here actually rather enjoy is space beast terrified. Now, Space Beast Terrified is very similar to Space Hulk in a lot of ways. And Space Beast Terrified is a lot of fun. We've had some Mm -hmm. good times here playing that. Oh, yes. I love Space Beast Terrified. Love it. But I I love Deathwing a lot more. Really? Like, that's, that's how I feel improved they have made that game and that's not to say that i disliked uh you know space beast now i still love it i'm still excited that they're still doing the early access thing and working on it but like that's a month month ago jump yeah a month ago space beast terror fright was the better game and now yeah well they just had a big patch too and yeah to be fair they just had a big patch and the dev is back to work on it 
So there is that. Right. But that's not to say it's a bad game. It's just like they've made this other one a better game. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, it's like the AAA yeah, thing yeah. had to take an extra year in order to super, sur, surpass the Indian effort. So that that says a lot that it wasn't as good as a one man show before, yes. and now it finally is. Right. It's it's really a shame the um, Battlefleet Gothic didn't get that same attention, and they're just moving on. No, but they're just going to sell you Battlefleet Battlefleet Gothic two. Which I don't know that I want. Which well, because I want. Because I fired it. up Battlefleet Gothic one yesterday and played it, and I'm just like, wow, this is bad. I'll tell you, Inquisitor is coming along really nicely. Really, really, really. really I'm nice. seeing oh, a lot God, of music yeah. on that. I love it. I love it so much. I. It's okay, do you got, love it enough that if I spent fifty bucks on it, you would give me fifty bucks if I hate it? Crickets. No, because what? you can refund it. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. But I, so, um, but I did. Saying you don't price. have any faith in it. No, I paid full price for it, and I, 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 I can I, easily I, recommend it. I'm just saying, I don't pay full price for every game. <laughs> but so, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, it is. It is. It is nine seventeen here on the East Coast, and yeah. there's still nothing being shown on this Bethesda stream. I just thought what? I thought they were supposed to show something. Nope, like, it's still. What's his face wrapped up in a blanket with a little watch next to him and a projector screen saying, "Please stand by." Is there a countdown? Yeah, this could go anything? on for days. This could be like a sick joke on from them. Just like we're oh, gonna leave this dude. up and so see. E three, yeah. E three is in two like two weeks. Oh, that'd be Listen, terrible. See, this kind of this kind of crap used to be clever and fun, right? Because maybe there was like a code and people would try to crack the code. This this is. Uh, this is r- ridiculous. Yeah, anyway. I still, I still think people are going to be waiting hours for Fallout Three Anniversary Enhanced Edition thing. Not even New Vegas, just Fallout Three. <laughs> I'm going to go camp out in front of Electronics Boutique, and <laughs> is, is that even a thing anymore? They're game spots now. <laughs> They're game spots now, and oh. uh, and I, I don't know for what. I guess people did for switches. I think right. Didn't they? I don't know. Maybe not for specific games unless it's a really limited edition. Yeah, Nobody maybe. was camping outside the theater for Solo, that's for sure. Oh. Uh, uh, well. Anyway. I, I, I so don't care about that movie. I actually listened to a spoiler-filled recap of it. Cause I just you know, care. honestly, from what I've seen of it, it's actually a pretty decent movie and the guys on red letter media actually didn't shit on it. Right. You know, like normally they would just hold it down and poop all over it. Um, no, but you know, so, so that's the, that's the weird right. irony right. is they finally made a good movie and nobody showed up because they were so well, like that was, about the that last was, one. That was also part of the problem though. Like it was a good movie. It was a, it was a great like action heist movie, but it wasn't a great Star Wars movie. If that like makes any sense, like it had a lightsaber and it had Darth Maul in it. Whoa! Spoilers. Yeah, no one cares. That's, um, so that's a huge spoiler. It's got a Wookiee in it. I just can't believe how they named him. Like I heard how they named him, and I'm like, really? Really? Well, that was that was also that was really? also part of like some of the complaints, right? Like, there's good things about it, and there's. Uh, sorry to turn yeah. this into a review show, but like it's fine. There, oh, there's like there's, there's certain we're gonna tangent. They, we're gonna they tangent. tell they tell they they tell the origin story of how he gets his name, but like 
there's certain things that we just don't really need, right? We don't need like exposition of why all of a sudden Han Solo wants to call Chewbacca Chewie instead. Like it doesn't matter. Like we don't need the exposition as to why. Uh, we don't need the exposition as to why he's his last name is Solo. Like why why does that yeah. matter? That's that's yeah. his name. Like we don't we don't need that. Yeah. What we do need though is a, is a great film that's just fun and full of adventure. And for I think what was it about ninety percent of the movie, it's just a fun adventure film. A friend of mine said it's basically the Ant Man of uh, Star Wars movies. Which that's a that's a fair assessment. Yeah, which kind of gets me. I loved Ant Man, so I kind of want to see it now. But I'm not gonna rush out to see it. Like I'll wait. <laughs> How did we get on that topic? Um, waiting in line and no one was waiting in line oh, for Solo. Oh, yes. Blah, blah, blah. Not not like they're waiting in line for Fallout 4.1 or whatever. Well, they, they, kind of, they kind of are virtually now. People are hanging out in the, the yeah. I'm sure, impenetrable and unintelligible ch- chat room of that stream. <laughs> Well, that's a that's its own thing, right? Is like, hey, we have this chat room where nobody can read anything because there's so much spam. It's like, well, why why do people participate? Like, oh, I want to be not heard too. I'm going to shout. Yeah, with that's why I don't care about their marathons. Like, I love Mister Rogers. I didn't watch that. I love Doctor Who. I didn't watch that because those chat rooms are terrible. With the Bob Ross marathon, you can you can, you can turn the chats off, of course, but still. Eh. It's just, yeah, it's just, if I'm watching something on Twitch, I just minimize the chat unless I've got something I, to add. Well, mm. if it, if it's like a, if it's like a friend streaming or if it's that's like, different, yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's different. Well, I'll leave the chat up, but like usually I just turn the chat straight. But it's off. actually that's the worst is if you actually have something to say that's relevant to the topic and then you can't be heard. It depends because, on how many people are actually watching. Yeah. If it's you know just well, I'm, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying is uh, in a chat where. There's a lot of nonsense going on, and then somebody has completely the wrong idea about something. It's like, um, actually, let me help you. Oh, but you can't hear me, so sorry. But at that point, though, yeah. what does it matter? I suppose. Anyway, well, anyway. The early access. You try to be a helper, <laughs> and you can't. So I'm prevented what? from being a Samaritan. So what if, what are some of your favorite early access games that have gone to release? Gentlemen, what would you say? Wow, that have gone to release? Yes. Yes, that have actually made it to 1.0. If that matters anymore. I don't even know if 1.0 matters anymore. I saw a developer label their game 1.0, and I'm like, oh my god, is it out? And they're like, no, it's still early access. I'm like, why did you 1.0 it then? Ugh, stop it. <laughs> But there was something recently. I'm trying Subnautica. To okay, that's, that's a, good a good one. That's a decent one. That's a good one. That's a very good. It's one. a good example, though. I mean, it's a very the, good its example. Development was interesting. Yeah, very. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, Subnautica was not ever bad in development. No. I mean, it, it had some patches that were up and down, but it's like they never broke the game or looked like no. they were going to walk away from it. Right, and it's like no, mm, okay. Uh, Hunter, you it's interesting from the Sorry. same guys that made uh, Natural Selection too, right? So is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, and they and they made uh, Natural Selection Combat, which has zero players because they basically took the the RTS commander element away and said, well, nobody nobody really wants 
to be the commander of this crap, right? So we'll um, just put people in I, here and let them fight it out. And I want to be the it. commander. I'm raising my hand. I'd like to be the commander. I, I enjoyed okay. that part of natural selection, too. Greetings, commando. <laughs> but um, I didn't even know that was a thing. But yeah, Subnautica is a good one. And those of you watching live, if you have a good example, like what's your favorite um, early access game that finally went out of early access? Like Hunter, you were about to say one. No, I, I'm, I'm I'm struggling to to think of a good. I mean, I I did zero K towards the very end of its development, so I can't really say I was really involved with that for a long time. But from from the couple of weeks that I was in it before it released to when it released, I was impressed. Yeah, that's a great game, y'all, by the way. We should put that on one of our multiplayer nights, come to think of it. It would be interesting. It's definitely old school, so... Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Let that yeah. be a warning to you. Oh, it's got a... <laughs> I love its interface. I just love how efficient and streamlined everything is in that game. It's so great. Um... I was going to say, besides the aforementioned off-world trading company, I think that had a great early access period, and it's just been nothing but stellar since release. Uh, I was going to say Starpoint Gemini Warlords uh, had a fantastic early access period where they were great with the community. They had a lot of patches, uh, lots of... And they're really still putting out updates. And they're I mean, still putting out content. stuff. Yeah, adding content. Yeah, and you didn't, even, you didn't even have to buy the DLC. To get all the content. Um, but they have great DLC. FYI. Uh, <laughs> that may, basically makes it multiple games now, really. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like three games like in one totally now. It's a different game. Yeah, it's like multiple games in one now, that one. Which is amazing. <laughs> uh, Jim, do you have one that you can think of? Oh, wait, you already mm, said... No, or, yeah. Spaz, what about you? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I'd agree with the the ones you've mentioned. Uh, there's, there are some that I really like that are still in early access, but are putting out regular updates. Well, let's talk about on, that. Spaz, let's, what are spaz, some ga- say, the, say the one we're all thinking. Well, there's Deep Rock Galactic. No, 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 no. come there's on. There's Pulsar. There's Pulsar. Uh, Pulsar's not 1.0 yet, but I'm no, thinking... I know. Weren't you involved with Battletech at all? Well, yeah, but that wasn't early <laughs> access. It wasn't? Oh, I thought it was. No, okay. no the, uh, the multiplayer beta was a closed beta for oh, people who okay. had, who had yeah, that was a, uh, either that backed was a, at that level. That was an interesting and different path in this age of like early access, crowdfunded, whatever. They just did the Kickstarter, and it's like if you paid in it, like twice the price, then you got access to the limited beta stuff. And then they took that away. And then it was like, all right, now you got to wait for the real release. Like everybody else. I actually like that. I actually liked that quite a bit. I thought that was really a good method, but Spaz, let me make it easier on you guys. Um, what, what, what would you say is your favorite early access game now? Like that's currently in early access. What do you think is like doing a really good job of, uh, what do you think well, is like the pinnacle of the early access model? The one, the game that's doing it right. I don't know if this is necessarily the pinnacle, but I think they're on the right track, and that's going to be like what Spaz says with Pulsar. I think I think they're doing doing good stuff. Yeah, I mean they're putting out monthly releases of of uh, 
of patches, and then they're putting out a devlog regularly. So yeah. people can just track the progress as it goes. And that's tons of communication. The community has plenty of faith in them because they are putting out regular updates. And there's no question, at least not as far as I can see, that they're going to finish up. It's just a matter of when. Right. That, that is a good example. I was thinking, um, I have a couple. Uh, Interstellar Rift, have you guys played that one? I believe that's what it's called. I have. I don't consider it great, though. I mean, I, think it's, it's, I don't know. It has I not clicked with me yet. I think it's pretty great, and they are very regular in their early access. As is Imperium. They're very regular in updates. Um, I would say Imperium's on good track, too. A bit longer than I was expecting, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, I I would much rather uh, if they if a developer can take their time to make it right. Um, I'd much rather they do so. You know, take the time to do it right. Uh, Philip Edwards in YouTube says Train Valley Two. Have any of you played that one? I have not. I have not. I think I own the first one, but I don't own the second. But apparently it's very good. Uh, I've I've had my eye on it, and the reviews are really good for that one. Wow, look at this. I didn't even know this was a thing. Wishlist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got really, really excellent reviews. This looks uh, like a fun little game. Wow, look at that. Oh, I like the art style. Neato. It's only ten bucks too. That's interesting. Well, I can't spend any money right now, Brian. You're playing audio. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I can't really spend any money right now because I spent like a hundred and something dollars on the missed twenty fifth anniversary Kickstarter. So, oh god. By the wow. way, they they by the way they went to eleven hundred percent funded. One thousand one hundred percent. Funded, so it was two hundred and forty thousand dollars they wanted, and they like funded like over two point five million dollars. Wow. Well, I'm a huge Mist fan, Jim, as you know. So I wanted they the uh, the level that they had. They had this um, like a Mist book where you open it up, and there's like the the moving screen is right there in the middle of the page, just like in the game, and. Mm-hmm. I'm a super nerd for Mist, so. Okay. Just my I'll, thing. I'll allow it. It's my thing. No, that's that's awesome. I shouldn't be buying games because <laughs> I've got. So. Uh, Actually, I did think of one Everspace. Oh, Everspace is a great example. Yeah. That game is still kicking ass. I wonder if yeah, they're actually, make more the, for it. yeah. The uh, they just put out the PS4 version as well. They're doing oh, the you... ultimate edition. They did, yeah, console release. <laughs> Dan, Dan, sorry. The other Dan, after I said the Mist thing, just sent me this great <laughs> uh, meme for Mist. I'm not going to share it publicly, but it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely funny. I'll share it with the guys here. Oh my gosh! There you go. It's an admin chat. Of course, unfortunately, I don't think the link worked or the 
the thing where you got to click on it. But uh, that's funny. <laughs> it's basically like, what the heck does this lever do? I've been stuck here for three hours. Oh. That was me with the first game with, I think it was a like a book puzzle. I think it was very early in the game and I was just like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, I don't have the patience for this. I'm going to go shoot something in doom. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, that was uh, congratulations on getting that book. I think you'll be very happy with that. That looks, I, I, I did take a look at it after you said you were getting it. And it looks amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it because there's also a bunch of it's got like a like a USB like you have to get like a USB cable for it because it's got like a hidden drive on it that's got a bunch of other digital goodies. I'm hoping for a bunch of soundtracks. So the, already book, can, the book is a puzzle, <laughs> partially, but like the um, they've already confirmed that they're putting the Uru soundtrack on there already, um, but. I'm kind of hoping that they put the other ones on there as well. But this will be the first time, too, that some of the games will get digital distributions because uh, Cyan had acquired all the rights to all the different games because um, Rand and Robin Miller, when they were making them, they they weren't all made under the roof of Cyan initially. So, Does it really like Wakanda? <laughs> no. No. Dun Dunny's kind of like Wakanda, I guess, in a way. Hunter, did you in ever a weird way? Did you ever play that Mist parody game? I put it in admin chat. It's called Pissed. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it came out a few years after uh, after Mist, and uh, I didn't realize this was real. What? It actually, oh my god, it actually has John Goodman in it. What? <laughs> I might have to track that down now. I did not know that. <laughs> Someone went and made a legit parody game that came out in 1996. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. A lot of full motion video. Very National Lampoon. Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. From the development, the basic concept of Pissed was to show what Mist Island would look like after four million people had visited and explored. In other words, like what would happen after like a whole bunch of players came to it and checked it out. It's like, what if, what if all the janitors went on strike at Disneyland? That's this developer and comedian, Peter Bergman wanted to give missed players the ability to experience the Island in a whole new light. Oh, that is, that is something. Yeah. You might have to track that down. (laughs) It is, I am, yep. <laughs> I think you can spare a few dollars for that if you find it on eBay. I can't imagine it's expensive right now. <laughs> I will look. <laughs> I cannot imagine that it's expensive it's on got, eBay right now. It's got John Goodman in it. I know. He's great. John freaking Goodman. Who doesn't love John Goodman? I love John Goodman. <laughs> I didn't know he was in that. Oh, my God. Anyway, well, the nihilists don't like him. <laughs> we love nothing, Lebowski. <laughs> you want a toe? I can get you a toe. <laughs> anyway, there's a disclaimer on it says, not the real game, it's a parody, not the real publisher. 
There's a disclaimer on the game itself. Well, that's great. Four million people have trashed the island. Now it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should uh, Sorry it. for that tangent, but that is great. Oh, man. You can get a new copy for... Uh, oh, wow. You can get a... Oh, you can get used for about four bucks right now. Dude, this or, is like a Sierra Tango. Flash adventure game is what they turned it into. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this exactly is like King's. It like. It's like it's like King's Quest meets Mist. This is what this is. That's that's yeah, that's exactly what that looks like. Oh, there he is, John Goodman. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, Philip on YouTube brings up a good point that lots of small space games uh, had good EA periods, like Reassembly, Interstellaria, and Starbound. That's very true. Uh, those are all. Those are all excellent examples of early access games done right. It's there's really not like I tried to look for like a comprehensive place that lists games that used to be in early access that went to 1.0 and there really isn't a place to track that down, which is really sad. Like that would be interesting data to look at, you know? Like what games made it. You know what I mean? But even Steam doesn't track that. It's just one day it's early access, then one day it isn't. That's it. You know? It's kind of a shame. Maybe there should be more fanfare for that. You know, like maybe that should be a thing on the front page. Like, out of early access. You know? Like, I get an email when a game is out of early access from uh, Steam. But, sure. Uh, I mean, Bunker Punks just came out. Oh, uh, that is such a and good game. And we love that game. Oh, my God. It is so good, you guys. So good. It's like... It's a roguelike first-person pixelated shooter thing where you actually – with a base-building element. And it's really, really good. <laughs> like, it's 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 some shooters don't get the gunplay right, but this game gets the gunplay right. Oh, my God, that game gets the gunplay right. <laughs> but that's really it, though. That's it. That's, that's all you get is an early access. All you get is an email saying, this game's now out of early access. Zibbity B, you know, they should they should make more fanfare out of that, because that if you think about it, that's a pretty big deal. Like how many games never just leave early access? How many games just get abandoned? You know, like that space base game, for example. Like how many games? Yeah, space base DF nine. That was yeah. that was a terrible debacle. Oh my god, that's because they looked at that. That's because they looked at early access as a pre order system. Right, oh, yeah. and and let it be the guy that did that that then comes up with Fig <laughs> to to his own early access crowdfunding. Wait, really? Platform. Is that the same yeah. guy? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, I've I have backed one game on Fig, and it's actually turned out fairly well. Um, so apparently, Fig is okay. I guess. I don't see a well, lot on there. they built some accountability into it, I think. Yeah. Because there's they, they really investors. Have. I think that's lawyers. I think that's hey, what Brian, needs to do, yeah. What is this game that's on the screen right now? What are we watching? Uh, this is Starpoint Gemini Warlords. God, I haven't played this yet. I need to now. Oh, yeah. This is with uh, one of the newer DLCs that lets you just start a whole new open map, and you can... You can like you can start in a really advantageous position where you're like, oh, I want to be able to control seventy percent of the map from jump, and have all this money go, 
and uh, you can totally do that. And uh, so there's no story. It's just an open like open game. There's no story. So, um, but but it's really great. And there and there you, is actually a campaign. It's just uh, you have the option to start with the campaign or start with free roam. Right, and this this mode is free roam. Um, so that's why you have all those starting options. But the campaign, I don't think does it. Add, I don't think it adds anything to the story campaign. Um, I think it's more of its uh, own thing. No, I mean it adds the content from it. Like you can do the the Titan stuff. Yeah, the once ships. Once you get that, yeah, 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 the ship, like the Titans, that it adds. But like, uh, there's a lot well, of stuff it adds. A jump start. It's like, hey, there's all this new DLC, and you don't have to struggle through the base game to get to the DLC if you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Like you can totally skip the story if that's what you want and totally go into a free open play thing where you already control the majority of the map and just take over the rest. But you can also play as the aliens who can't talk to anyone and only only You win ex- by you win by genocide. Yeah. And I mean that literally. You yeah. win by genocide. Yeah, don't they eat ships? Or you or you can play other? as pirates. Yeah. Yeah, you can play the as pirates. pirates. Can't uh, they can't buy new ships? They have to actually get them Steal by capturing them. them. Yeah, but don't the aliens? Don't they like have to capture ships and eat them or something? I don't really remember what. Uh, you can board, but then um, all you do is end up destroying the ship. Oh, okay. Okay, I've no, I, I only play with the aliens for like three seconds because I'm like, this is weird. I like talking to people, so. But if you want, like, no diplomacy, only war, you can totally play as the aliens, which is pretty great. Uh, so they they just have a huge patch for this, too, and they're constantly adding stuff to it. So you should totally revisit it. It's a lot of fun. It works great with a controller or keyboard and mouse. And, uh, and yeah, there's a there's a mod that lets you fly around as a defiant. So which there is, is that. Which is a lot of fun. I finally got to that. I had to cheat a little bit. But that's a nice <laughs> thing. Yes. That's a nice thing. They're like, someone's like, is there a cheat thing for this? And they're like, you can just edit the save file and add as much money as you want. It's just text. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> that is so Because it's just a single player game. So who cares? <laughs> who cares if you cheat? <laughs> You can start again or load or, or load an earlier save if you don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, Fly the Defiant in in uh, Warlords here is a lot of fun. It's a tough little ship. It really is a tough little ship. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we've talked about like some of the best early access games. Now let's talk about some of the worst. Like, well, we mentioned Space Base DF9. We did mention that one. Yes, we did. Um, it's kind of hard to think of some other ones, though. Like, oh, man. Well, there's one I was personally involved with. What was it? Sea Wars. What's that? Well, the idea was... Oh, that thing. Be, yeah. So my involvement is I have to kind of go back a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I was one of the Kickstarter backers and ended up through through just being communicative, communicative with the uh, community. Uh, I ended up being the person who ended up editing and localizing the updates that they would post to Kickstarter. So I was not just 
involved with the game. I, I mean, I was I was involved with not programming side, obviously, but but I was involved community side, and they didn't have a community manager, so it was technically me. Um, then uh, lots of things happened, and the team decided that they were going to go off, and and pretty much everybody left except for the the lead guy on the team. Oh god, and. Yeah, an update stopped, and then, <laughs> well, yeah, it's a debacle um, because the game's abandoned. And there was a year in which there was no updates, no, nothing from the team said, and then, and then he came back and said, oh, yeah, we're still working on it. And then two years later, nothing. Oh, God. That sounds and, almost like yeah, the ma- that sounds almost like the mandate. Uh, well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I backed that one too. Uh, Philip over in YouTube mentions Godus, Goddess, the Peter Molyneux game. I completely, I had completely forgotten about that thing. Um, until he mentioned it, I had completely forgot about it. Apparently it didn't go so good. Another one I just thought of was uh, jump drive. Remember that one? Jump Drive, formerly, um, oh God, it was called something else. Oh, my God. It was like an Elite-style game made from the Pioneer engine. And it was called something until another game took that name, and then they had to change it. Then they called it Jump Drive, and then it wasn't released. It It had no updates for two years, or three years. And then it was suddenly... And then they said it was released. And they said it was released. Like, out of nowhere. Yeah, released and abandoned are strangely similar terms. Development has ceased. It's done. Theoretically, sort of, in a way. Something's done. Yeah, I'm a little bitter about that. Yeah, it used to be called Paragon. That's what then Paragon, who paid all the money for the name, also turned to shit and disappeared. So there's that too. Yeah, I'm still angry about this one. To be perfectly honest, I'm still really angry about this one because they call it released and it's abandoned. It's it's it still says Paragon in the game. When you load up the game, it still calls itself Paragon. It still says Alpha on it. <laughs> on the main menu, it still says Alpha. Like they didn't even try to hide it. <laughs> it's it's the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, that one I'm actually still bitter about. That takes me to another one I'm still bitter about that uh that Hunter kind of mentioned earlier. Minor Wars twenty eighty one by the uh folks who are now working on space engineers. And medieval engineers, and yeah. Oh god, I forgot about medieval engineers. Does anyone even care about that one? Cricket, 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 cricket. There's your answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, finish a game before starting another one. <laughs> you know, like, can you please just finish? Now this is an early access game, but it kind of reminds me of um, this whole star, the whole Star Drive debacle, which, uh, which is another game that got abandoned, sadly. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> there were two of them. 
Now, I just thought of another game that it's been in early access forever, but I'm still excited about it. So I'm going to say mine, but I want you guys to think about it. Uh, is it called Starfarer now? Hang on. Yeah. It's still in development, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's still in early access, but even though it's been in early access for six, seven years, I'm still super disgustingly excited about it. Oh, no, it's called Star Sector now. It used to be called Starfarer. But now it's called Star Sector. I cannot keep those straight. <laughs> I cannot keep those straight. Do you guys have a game that's, even though it's been in early access forever, in, in, or in development forever, that you're still excited about it? That you still really want to see it happen? Uh, Elite. Oh. I, You know, I would say Elite, but I'm not even excited for that anymore. No, I'm broken. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of see, with you like, on that one. Space Engineers, Elite, Star Citizen, they're all I mean, in in my mind I've got no time. Like, you know, with all the things that are going on, I just I I don't care. Yeah. But I mean there's not there's a game plenty of this Sorry, God. Well, I was just going to say there's plenty of other games to occupy my attention that are better, that are good, that are actually games. Some of them are even in early access like Pulsar. Mm, it's a much true. more interesting game than a lot of those. So there's that. Yeah. But it's it's kind of hard. It's really hard to maintain excitement for a game that's been in early access for the better part of a decade. Like, I bought my access for Star Sector before I started Space Game Junkie. <laughs> that's how mm-hmm. long that game has been in development. But the guy is still working on it. It's coming along amazingly. He's very transparent about his progress. And I think that is going to be a game to beat once it hits 1.0. That game is astounding. In what it's I, still, I, I still every now and then go over to the Limit Theory forums just to uh, see how the guy's doing. They're, but they're I'm also doing not stuff. holding my breath. Yeah, but they're doing stuff now. Like, they didn't do stuff for a while. Now they're doing stuff. So that's something. I mean, it's something. I guess. I used to be super excited about that game, but now it's like so on the back burner for me. <laughs> Even though they're making progress on it again, I'm like, meh. Someday. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe. I'll get it when it's done. Because I paid for it. I hope. <laughs> I fucking hope. What about uh, what about you, Spaz? Is there a game that's been in early access for a long time, but you're still excited about it? Oh, Pulsar for sure. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. That's been that's been going for four or five years at least. Uh, well, I had access to it before Steam because of uh, being a Kickstarter backer. I had access to to, to its alpha before Steam hit. Uh, so probably about four years now, I'd say. I've had access to it and I've, I've continued to be excited about it because the updates are so frequent and substantive. It's not just, oh, a couple of minor patches here and there. It's there are just continually adding content. The Kickstarter was late 2013. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, we so had those of us who had alpha access had access pretty soon after. I mean, relatively soon after. Oh, that's true. I, I I forgot I paid to be an alpha tester on that one. 
<laughs> I've backed a lot of Kickstarters. <laughs> a lot. As have I. Are you a super backer? Did they give you that title? Oh, yeah. I've had yeah. super backer for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's both funny and embarrassing. <laughs> I think. Well, um, another one for me is probably Deep Rock Galactic. Yes. Oh, hell well, how yes. Long, how long has yeah, that been? That. How long has that one been in early access? Only That's, a year. Yeah, that but one's still. a little more recent. Oh, Philip brings up a good one. Rogue System. That one's been in early access forever. And I'm still yeah, excited hey, about it. You know, it occurs to me uh, as as we're doing this and I'm playing Everspace, that's a game that was in early access for quite some yeah. time. Actually yeah, it was. emerged yeah. and isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not what one. I it's not what I was expecting it to be, but it's a different thing. And it's good for what it is. It's good for what it is, yeah. yeah. It's very yeah. Uh, what were you expecting it to be? I don't know. It's something a little more persistent, not a not a like Spawn, die, spawn, die. Did I make it out with a dollar in my pocket? Okay, spend it. All right, spawn, die. Because <laughs> that's basically what this is, right? Oh, you it's were... like your ship upgrades persist, but you're going to die every time you go out. It's like I've made it to the second sector once, I think, in my whole life. You know, So, yeah. I haven't played it a lot, but you know, so it, it you... seems like my ship's getting a little bit better. Well, having having played the other games that they made, Right. Yeah, that's what Galaxy I was about to ask. Have you, were you were you expecting more Galaxy of Fire type stuff? Is that what? Yeah, I was thinking like yeah, Galaxy on Fire with this new look of the way things are would be great, but you really don't have that. It's just like go out and oh, those guys just turned red and now they're going to kill me, you know. So I, I haven't reached the point in the game where I actually talk to anybody or there's like trading. There's trade ships, but I yeah. haven't been able to talk to them because I get murdered. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot to this that if I could survive a little bit longer, I would see. Are you playing uh, on easy? If you're not, you should be. Oh, no, I'm playing on like normal. That would be why, because you should be playing on easy until you have significant upgrades down. Oh, because- but they don't say that. They say normal. This is how it's meant to be played. And it's like, okay, sure. that's what I'm doing. Sure. So, they so died. of course you're going to die. I mean, I've beaten its campaign already. So, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. You play on easy until you have your upgrades down and then you work your way up through the difficult levels because otherwise it's just an exercise of frustration. Oh, can you, can you you switch difficulty levels as you play or do you not have to start a whole new game? You could, I think like every time. Yeah. Every time you die, you can choose what difficulty level you're going to run. Oh, so you should start on easy and then up work your way up through the upgrade tree and then upgrade to normal. Yeah. Basically. Oh, I wasn't doing that either. I was just on normal because, like Jim said, that's the way it's meant to be played. And die, 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 which gets frustrating after a while. You know, I was gonna, um, I was gonna bring up Osiris. Yeah, that's been Uh, making some progress. Yes, Osiris New Dawn. I'd like to see some more compelling progress, but it is making progress. Well, um, I hear Hellion's doing better these days, but I haven't touched it, so I don't know. It couldn't be doing worse, so anything's an improvement. No, it has been doing better. Uh, yeah, yeah, the updates look really interesting. Uh, a couple so that sorry, there's that new game that's supposed to come out. It's like uh, Memories of Mars or some crap. Um, I sent 
I sent it to Hunter earlier. I was like, haven't we played this same game five times already? <laughs> oh, what the heck was the name of that but, thing? Well, I was going to say a couple of games that we've had on the podcast, both Avorian and Lightspeed Frontier, have been doing a great job in updating their games, keeping development pushing forward. Uh, both of them have been doing just phenomenal work. And Mini Mergle brings up Cosmeteer as well. They're doing a really good job with their uh, their updates as well. So it's it's all it's always good to see when early access is done right with constant updates with good communication. But yeah, and uh, and another game that is like fixing their stuff, like Deluvian, that um, the steampunk submarine thing, it came out. Uh, it wasn't all that great, right? You know? And then. Uh, but they continue to work on it and they put an update out, I don't know, like a month ago or something. And oh, now cool. it's, uh, it's kind of like, um, a little bit of darkest dungeon to it because whenever oh. you, whenever you stop at a, at a, a base and then you can explore, it's like, we'll put your party together. You know, who, who from the crew do you want to send in there? And then there's like monster encounters and it's, it's different how they did it because there's doors in the room and it's kind of like a hunt and click, you know, like what's a door here that I can click on? Oh yeah, that. And then it opens a a dark section of the map and then you're in that room and it's like, Oh, there's a rat here. How do you want to fight the rat? And, you know, so interesting, but they continue to work on it. Like, you know, there's, there's been other like quality of life improvements in the game beyond that, but that's like a whole new system I hadn't seen before. And uh, also like the beginning part of the game is completely reworked. So it's almost like a different game. That's so I'm glad that they're putting the time yeah. on that because I, I like the concept. There's so many games that I like the idea of the game, but I don't like the game. And that's one of them. So they're working on it. Sounds a bit like the uh, the progress they made on Sunless Sea. Yeah. Yeah, how's how's that thing go? Did you did you uh buy into the Sunless Skies thing? Yeah. The whole like yeah, train sunless, space. Sunless Skies that's, that's looking fascinating. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like a steam locomotive in yeah. space, mm-hmm. but it uses the steam to propel it. So yep. you still get that going through space, which is and which is great. It's just as creepy as you'd expect something from Fallen London to be. And it's excellent. Really I haven't played it in a little while, but even the alpha version I played a little while back was just fun and creepy and had interesting decisions, just like you would think something from Fallen London should. So I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really, really great. I think it's progressing nicely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Guys, you know what game I'm looking forward to? What's that? House Flipper the Game. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, it would be great because if you had a big spatula and you actually like flip the houses, that would. But it's not. <laughs> no, essentially, it's like it's like build a computer simulator. It's the exact same thing, but it's like house flipper. What, what I saw, I was thinking viscera cleanup detail. Sorry, because it's kind of like that. You know, all the little nuts and bolts, things that have to be. Look, I've always wanted to star on my own HGTV show, and now with House Flipper, I can. I think it would be awesome if it was a little <laughs> bit more like Viscera Cleanup, where where it was actually like some some heinous crime happened in this seat in this house. Now you have to like clean it up so that the people you sell it to don't know, and maybe chase the ghosts out. 
I apparently own this game. How did that, how did that happen? Wait, do you apparently own House Flipper? Yeah, somehow. He does. I don't know. Wait, what? I, I'll Maybe have to look at it. in a bundle? Possibly. I don't know. I'll have to look at it. I don't, I, is it early access or what, what the hell? Brian, you guys can explain it to do, bro. I'm pretty sure he got it in a bundle because there were people on the reviews of it saying they got it in a bundle. It must have been a bundle. Yeah, I I don't. When I get a bundle, I just like put every key in. I don't know. <laughs> or the developer was like, we'll just slip it into his account. It's also possible. I don't know. I'll have to check it out now. <laughs> Does it show that I own it? Maybe you can't tell because of my new piracy settings. Oh, <laughs> it does not. By the way, I'm updating my privacy settings to like better inform you what you're I. You're not in Europe. You're not in Europe. It doesn't apply. Yeah, to but you. how? But how many? How many of these companies they're changing their privacy settings? But it's like, but but we're only going to be nice about the data of people that are in the impacted countries and everybody else. Fuck you. Right, we're still gonna spy on your shit. It's it's kind of sad. Or is it that, across the board? It's a reform. It's kind of sad that a lot of sites that I like shut down because of it. Like um, there was a site, TV shows on DVD dot com, I followed for yeah. years. Was it shut- like? Is that because mining my data was your only form of revenue? So therefore, it, you have to go out of business. Apparently, or, that was or what? one of the. Apparently, that was one of the reasons they they couldn't comply with the European law. Which is really nice. I just, I, I just don't understand that. It, it's like I the, do not either. How? Yeah. It'll be interesting, like Bronto.com. Uh, I'm just, are they going to be able to comply? Because that's their business. Is they, do, they send out email, and then they track when people click on the email and stuff. Like, to the point where they embed JavaScript shit and, like, watch what your mouse does and everything. And, and it's like, yeah, I bet all those research places that we're having a bonanza are going to go down. Well, anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's start wrapping this up. Um, yeah. By the way, Everspace is much more sedate when you play it on easy. I'm yeah, I'm gonna, have to do, I'm gonna have to do that now. It's a beautiful you game, isn't it? Has killed me. You get more time to get things done and explore, and it's a beautiful it, it gives game, you more. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a great game, and it, it's it's a screenshot generator. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not like a hot murder target all of a sudden. So. Bringing this back to Steam, because Steam is pretty much the cause of a lot of these problems, what are some things you think they could do to make the early access situation better? Like, Sell out to Tencent. Oh, I'm what? sorry. What? Tencent's buying everybody. The Chinese company. I have no idea who that is. Oh, you will, Brian. You will. <laughs> Someday. I'll, work, I'll probably work for them, like all of us. Um, you might already. Because I was thinking, like, maybe they have to be clear, like, games have to be marked alpha or beta, uh, for example. Like, they have to be very clear about what type of early access they're in. Um, That's one thing I was thinking of, but what worries me is I don't think Steam's going to do anything about this, like, at all. They don't have any financial incentive to do anything. No. Right, because uh, they can say, oh, yeah, we're in alpha, but they could be in alpha for three or four years as long as they're still putting out updates. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it, it could right. be because there's only one person working on the game. They don't right. have that kind of development time to put in. So right. that's going to happen. But well, it's like, does this have a negative impact on revenue? We won't do it. 
Does it have a positive re- effect on revenue? If not, we won't do it. So that's why they seem lazy. It's just like, well, we haven't figured out how to make money doing it. So therefore we're just not going to do anything out of the kindness of our hearts. Like, well, nothing's forcing them to do it. And I think that's the other factor. It's not, it's not just simply that they can't monetize it in some way that it's, that it's profitable to do so, but it's also because, well, putting a, a one man development team under the same constraints, so to speak, as, a team with 70, 80 people and say, okay, well, if you're in alpha, you're only in alpha for X amount of time. Maybe they should then do like a questionnaire for each developer. Like how long do you think you'll be in alpha? Okay. You have to stick with this then, you know, or just put it in, in big red font. This game has been in early access for X months. That would probably be the simplest thing. That's that's a shame thing, right? It's like, it doesn't have to be a shame thing though. It no, doesn't have to be. I it think doesn't that, have to be. I think it's, once it, that once would, it that crosses punish, 36 months, it's a shame thing. Well, no, because that would also punish, say, Pulsar, which has been in early access for three years. But I, but okay, I think and, and but it closed out before this. that. But it's no, been, I think it's been in early access for this long without an update. That's what I was going to go to. It, okay. It has, okay. If it's early access, it has been 60 days since the developers were last seen. Yeah, like one that, thing that will. Like one thing Enhanced Steam does, I don't know if you guys noticed this, it will show you on the Steam page when it, when a game got its last update. I think that's just something Steam should just do. Like, what the? Okay. I thought someone broke into my apartment for a second. Um, Steam should just, like, on its own show you, this is how, this is how long the game has been in early access. Because right now it just shows release date, which tells you nothing. You know, that that tells you the date it hits Steam, or if it's an older game, that tells you the game day it was released. They should have a. They should, you know, this is when it hit early access. This is when it had its last update. It's been this many days. You know, here's a link to its last update. That would be easy to do. I also think they should make developers like if you have an update, you have to put it in the news section. You know, you have to link to it because so many developers like there'll be an update and then you'll click on what the update is and there's nothing. Like, what well, is this that, update? That comes down to, um, yeah, that comes down to the dev actually posting community announcement because otherwise the news feed will just be whatever the the news bot from from Valve picks up. And it can be about games that aren't even related to the game in question. I know that's that's why I think developers have a role too. To up if they post an update, they have to post the patch notes in their news feed. You know, they have to keep. I, I that's what I think. You know, I think there's also an onus not just on Steam but on the developer to communicate. Oh, with I absolutely us. agree. I mean, yeah. they, they at least most of them that I've or some of them that I've seen won't post a community update, community announcement, but they'll post it in the the latest patch notes will be in the discussion forum. That's fair. Which I may- guess is okay as long as it's posted somewhere. Right, but maybe ha- maybe then Steam should allow developers to link to that when they post an update. Like, what are you updating? Where's the information on this update going to be? And then they link to the forum. Because right now, if you just click the thing, it shows the news feed. And the news feed doesn't always have 
you know, what's in the latest update. Like, if it's on the forum, let me see the forum then. Let me see that forum post. You know? Let me link to that. I mean, they let you well, link yeah, to... Well, yeah, I mean, if, if, there's a, if there's an update, the news feed is only going to... If you click on View News on that update, it's only going to take you to the news feed. So exactly. if they didn't post community update... And and when we were doing this with Quintet, I was I was always on that posting yeah. the the community announcements, so that there would always be something there when people would click on that. Exactly, exactly. And so I think I think Steam needs to give developers a little more flexibility in how they share what their updates are, but then 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 developers also need to be very vigilant in when they post an update. They need to be clear on what's in that update because I think that would go a long way toward helping with transparency issues a lot of people have with um, with developers, I think. But Steam doesn't care. <laughs> I really don't think they do. They care about the money I, I don't give think they, they care. Develop- I don't think they care enough to force it to happen. No. I think they want to encourage it to happen that, that Dell will just take it on their own initiative – because hey, that means that the more updates, announcements that people see, rather than just curated news by a bot, they will actually get more sales. I but mean, because right. well, you're also getting placement on the front page with it too, right? It all it right. all feeds you, into that. Exactly. Do you, th- do you think Steam is shooting themselves in the foot by being so lazy about all this? Like, I wish they were it. shooting themselves harder with it so they would care. <sighs> I mean, they're just allowing just anything on now and not giving a damn whether something is in early access, out of early access, abandoned, or whatever. It's all the same to them. It's just a skew that brings in money, hopefully. Yeah, well, they get 30% of anything. Right. So, yeah. That's that's why they haven't stopped people from putting out the 99-cent card generators. Oh, God. We could probably do a whole show about how steam is frustrating. <laughs> I think we just did. I think, well, there was, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of that in there, but I mean, on the whole though, I think early access is a good thing to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I like seeing how the sausage is made and I don't think we've ever had as much access as we do now. Um, there's downsides of course, especially for developers who get frustrated, who feel like they get pushed out, um, deal with you know toxic gamers, you know review bombs that sort of thing. But um, I think there's. I just so- want you to know, Brian. I need yeah. Chinese. <laughs> oh God! Every forum, every news piece. Where's Chinese? I want to go on all those Chinese every, games. Every like, one I need of English. Them. <laughs> See, they, they put out a bunch of uh, games that don't have any kind of localization, right? There they are, don't give a shit. There, there are more and more games, out, yeah. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, it's just, you know, it's the double standard. It's like, oh, you don't put Chinese localization, you're going to get review bombed. But if you don't put English in your Chinese game, well, you know, nothing happens. And I think we should make them pay. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway... That'll do it for us tonight, folks. Uh, just a couple of quick programming notes before we wrap up. Uh, on Thursday, on our LAN party, uh, we're continuing our board game extravaganza with Memoir 44 Online, 
which is a free-to-play World War II tactical board game, um, which apparently you get a couple of maps for free, but if you want to play uh, more, you have to pay. Well, I'm sure... I'll, I'll in- get into the caveats on that one when we actually do the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, next week on the podcast, uh, by request, we are going to revisit the topic of DLC. Uh, we talked about it about a couple years ago. We talked about expansions. But uh, things have changed in two years. <laughs> Quite a bit, actually. Uh, so we're going to revisit that topic uh, next week. Uh, and uh, finally, as always, I want to thank my, our Patreon subscribers for helping keep the lights on around here. Uh, we could do what we do without you, but you guys make it so much easier <laughs> and better. Uh, so thank you for subscribing. Thank you for subscribing. And finally, hey Brian. Um, yes, Brian, do you like yes. bears? Um, from a distance. Oh, okay. Cause there's this <laughs> movie you need to see. What's it called? Oh, God. What's it called? Annihilation. It's a Natalie Portman movie. It's sort of a, oh. a family. Thing, uh, I was really hoping you were going to. I was really hoping. I was really hoping you were going to say one of the Paddington movies. Um, sort of, sort of. What what is you know if a, if I ran into a bear that was wearing somebody's discarded jacket, it would scare the shit out of me because I would be like, "So bear, where did you acquire this?" Raincoat? I would uh, yes, I would be scared, <laughs> but I would also have. I would also be made of questions. Like it would be a mix of fear and curiosity if I ran to a bear with a jacket on. So what if the bear could talk, but only in the death shrieks of your friend, (laughs) then that wouldn't be a really great way to communicate. True story. True story. Oh God. Is it like the revenant in that way? (laughs) There, there's a somebody. Th- this this, is, this is, let me tell you something, Brian. I have not watched a movie in a long time that had a scene that made me terrified like this movie. I don't know if I want to watch it. Then I get scared so easily. I'm such a wuss. I am, I am a such a wuss. That's got that we'll, we'll, scene. we'll send you a YouTube video. Oh my god. Okay, I'll make sure to watch it in the daytime with my wife here. That's the only way I okay. can do it. <laughs> That's the only way I can do it. I'm such a scaredy cat. Total, total scaredy cat. Um, but, uh, oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say one more thing. I totally forget now. Oh, uh, a couple things. Uh, folks, we have a Discord server that you can find via our website or links below the videos. Uh, no, no peop- we don't anymore. No, but we do. What? For $25,000. Oh, my God. We will don't, establish. Don't, Jim, Jim, oh, I'm Jim. I'm sorry. No. For $27,000, we'll let you look at the Discord server, but not actually. But only if you've given us $1,000 before. But you can't, you can't read the words. You can only see our icons. That's all you get. That's all you get. <laughs> no, all the all the text is in Chinese. Oh. And then if you want English. No, it's only an emoji. Oh, only in emojis. I like that even better. It's only, it's only blurry images of what we said. It's not actually text of what we said. Technically, that's Japanese. Right? You're buying JPEGs. Um but yes, we have a Discord, folks. Uh, apparently some people at the end of last week's podcast didn't realize we had a Discord. But we have a fairly active Discord with a lot of peop- with a lot of great people on it who are developers and fans of other games. And to that end, we uh, just created a Looking for Game channel where we're encouraging people to come on and say, Hey, I want to play some 
Guns of Icarus Online, who wants to play with me? So if you want to play a game with some of our awesome community members, come on to our Discord and uh, uh, and uh, say hello. Uh, we're pretty active. We're very friendly. We don't bite hard. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're always um, looking for people to join us for games. Join us in the chat rooms. We have a lot of chat rooms. We have a lot of chat rooms. Uh, but we talk and now about all. I'll add that if you want to join us for multiplayer nights. Yes. Because we do those regularly. And I, I guess some people just don't know that if they want to join us, it is possible. Just, you know, let us know in yeah. advance. And then, hey, let yeah. us get to know you first. Yeah. Come on the Discord. Say, hey, I want to join you for Space Hulk Deathwing. Okay, great. <laughs> We're going to be playing that in a few weeks. Um, so yeah, if you, uh, if you want to come on and suggest we play a game, that's fine. If you, if you want to go, come on and uh, for a stream, or if you want to just play a game with us, that's great. We also have a calendar on the spacegamejunkie.com website. If you want to see what's coming up, um, like in a few weeks, we're going to be playing death wing. Um, and I'm excited to return to it. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there for y'all since people said, Hey, I didn't know you have a discord. Like, Okay. <laughs> apparently we're not apparently we're not good or I'm not good. I'll just speak for me at uh letting people know we have a Discord and a Facebook and all this stuff. We do. We have very many community outlets for you to talk to us. And Bethesda has a Twitch channel which is still showing Still the showing exact same please thing. stand by. Oh, and this chat has not slowed down, man. That's it's these people been, have endured. We started streaming almost 2 hours ago and it's still the same thing. Okay. Well, folks, uh, thank you so much for listening and watching everyone in the chat. Uh, thank you for interacting. We had some great stuff from you guys tonight. And you co-hosts, thank you for always being awesome. And Jim, especially, thank you for sticking around even though you're not feeling well. Hey, really you know, good. anybody that signs up for the $10 a month Patreon get a procedural fried egg from me. We are actually working on a Patreon tier where it, we're calling we're going to call it the producer tier. Where, where we uh, produce. What where fried you, eggs? We're actually if is there in a produ- the producer tier and Hunter came up with this idea. Uh, you can suggest a topic for the podcast and then come on the show with us to talk about it. Um, which is, and we're not going to take anything clearly, but you know, if you have a good idea, we'll take it. So uh, we're working on that right now. I'm just trying to figure out physical rewards. I got to find a place that like does it right because um, not every place like Zazzle and whatnot is good to their customers or artists. So if anyone has a suggestion as to a place like, like Redbubble, for example, that actually treats their artists fairly, uh, I'd love to hear about it, but I haven't found a place to settle on that yet. Um, so yeah, changes to the Kickstarter. I know, I mean, the Patreon are coming. I know I keep saying that, but it is happening. I have been doing research and whatnot. Uh, this is getting really rambly. So we're just going to close out. Uh, thank you again for watching and listening, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Have a great night. Bye-bye.